0: hi everyone welcome back to this is the life podcast my name is Stacy Ann Edwards and I am your host I want to share with you about a time when the Lord encouraged me in a very tough time the Word of God tells us in John chapter 16, verse 33, that the Lord has overcome the world, so we should be of good cheer. Jesus does encourage us in our walk with Him, so I'm excited to share with you how the Lord encourages me in tough seasons. Thank you so much for tuning in to This is the Life Podcast. I do hope this will be a blessing to you. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this is a safe and judgment free space where you get to peek into a window into my life with Jesus. So with that being said, Father, thank you so much once again for this opportunity to, to share what you have taught me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your loving kindness. Thank you for this relationship. I thank you, God, that you are using it for your glory, and I just bless you today. I pray, God, that you would cause me to decrease so that you may increase, so that your your children may hear your voice, people who don't know you, they may get to know you, um, you know, through your podcast. So I just bless you today and just welcome you, Spirit of the Living God, please make yourself at home, think through my thoughts, speak through my mouth. I just pray God that you will be glorified in all of it. Thank you once again for this opportunity and thank you for your love today as we gather today to hear your voice in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Thanks again for joining. And today, I guess you heard from the little teaser. I wanted to share with you uh, something that the Lord has used to encourage me in these past few years when I've gone through difficult seasons and we are all familiar with suffering in one way or another. I mean, we're human beings and this is a part of life. For those of us, uh, who are children of God, the Bible does tell us in 1st Peter chapter 5 verse 9, it says, withstand him. Be firm in faith. Against his onset, rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined, knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. So this is a reminder that as children of God, we are all suffering. We're all going through it, and we are encouraged to stand firm in the faith Another scripture reference uh, with regard to experiencing tough times is John chapter 16, verse 33. And it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So this is the NIV translation and I wanted to read the Amplified uh, Classic translation as well. And it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence in the world. You have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. I love that translation. It just, it breaks everything down for me. And it's true, like we experience distress and frustration and we're not always sure about what is going to happen or what is to come. But When I read this and it says, you know, the Lord speaking to us and telling us that he has conquered it for us, this does something for me. Also, Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, a amplified translation says this, do not fear anything for I am with you. Do not be afraid. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. Amen. Amen. That is a word even, in, you know, by itself. That's one of actually my, uh, my favorite scriptures. And I truly believe that because I've seen the Lord do this work. So I wanted to share with you, uh, how the Lord has encouraged me, uh, in difficult times. He does it in different ways, but in this particular way, I want to kind of bring some context to the story, of course. <laughs> so I'm going to go back in August of 2022. Not that far back, not that long ago. I was actually working in a very toxic and difficult work environment. I was out of work, uh, at that time and I received a a job offer and I, you know, talked to the Lord about it. And what he told me was that he was using this as a detour to go ahead, move forward. This is a stop off basically. So I went into this work environment with that word. And I had no idea what I was walking into, but the Lord, as I look back now, just used it to do so much in my life. You know, even though I went through so much misery, pain and despair, the Lord really met me in this place. Uh, at the same time, I, the Lord had called me to, to start a prayer call in the beginning of uh, 2022, in January, he placed it in my heart. And I remember thinking, what? I can't do this. I've never done anything like that before. And it just seems so big to me. I was like, I can't, like, how am I going to do this? So fear, there was fear also there as well. And so throughout this time, you know, working in this, this job and, and trying to get this prayer call started, there was so much opposition, uh, enemy attacks, attacks at the work against my character and my ability to perform and to lead. There was gossip and slander and I was tired and weary. And I remember I would drive in the morning to work and sometimes I would cry. And then when I come home, you know, on my way from work, I would cry. And then when I got home, I would cry, talk to the Lord about what was going on. But above all of that, what I do remember is that this was used as a season of learning and growing. In this season, with all of that that was happening day in, day out, and I was working my what 12-hour days, 14-hour days, just in my mind, thinking that I needed to overperform so these people could see that I could do this job, that I could do the work. And in my mind, I was like, well, God sent me here and I'm supposed to do this and this. But what the Lord actually did was he caused me to grow up. He stretched me, he challenged me. The Lord was giving me instruction about how to, to pray and how to enter and how to exit I learned also how to deal with the voices that were telling me what I shouldn't do and how to identify God's voice separate from the enemy's voice. I learned that my faith was increasing because every day that I went to work, I was believing that God would help me to get through. A lot of people were like, why are you still there? Like. Quit, leave, go, find another job. But the Lord gave me a word and I believe that this was also Him training me in that way. You know, so when He gives me a word, will I hold on to it? Will I stand on that word? Will I be faithful to Him in this place? So I was just determined to hold on to the word and I must say this. The word that he gave me in the beginning, it started to waver. There were times when I was like, did I really hear him? Did he say that this is a stopover? Like, am I supposed to be here? This doesn't look right. I think, you know, something is wrong. But whenever I went to go and talk to him about it, to test that word, I would receive his peace. I would receive the strength and the energy to continue to move forward And it looked crazy, but the Lord did give me an outlet to express myself. And I would do it with our private times and our quiet times and certain people that I, I knew would be in prayer for me that would would cry out to the Lord on my behalf. So he was doing all of this stuff. You know, I would see his provisions. He would give me strength and grace and lots of favor I remember, and he showed me so much favor, and he calls people to show me favor. And I'm so very grateful and thankful for that. There was also a development of the fruit of the Spirit. I saw in me self-control, because I had to exercise self-control through the power of the Holy Spirit. He had me in this kind of cocoon, kind of. So God gave me sufficient grace to manage this painful season, I received encouragement from him in many different ways. He sent people. He calls them to pray for me. I'm, I'm so very appreciative of every single prayer that was sent up on my behalf. Everyone who prayed for me, I'm so very grateful and thankful for you all. Thank you for praying for me in this season. It was incredibly difficult. I cannot describe how difficult it was, but yet still I cannot describe how awesome God triumphed in that situation and and how he brought me through and what it did. It changed me. It made me who I am. And I see why I had to go through that season because I had to be trained in that way. And sometimes we go through that. We don't understand, but the Lord does use it and he works it all together for our good. So I learned a lot. I learned how to be sober and alert. I learned how to overcome fear and to speak the word that God gave me to speak. I learned how to give Him glory and to praise Him in the middle of the pit going through the fire. I learned how to celebrate Him and to delight in Him. And I learned that even though I made mistakes, And I couldn't see the end in sight that I should trust him, to trust that I heard his voice. He helped me to deal with shame and humiliation. And he helped me to learn how to suffer persecution in the workplace. He gave me deliverance and gave me battle strategies to fight against the enemy. You know, even as the enemy was warring against me, trying to prevent the prayer call to get started because he was adding so much pressure uh in the workplace that it was, I, I just couldn't concentrate. I couldn't move from one thing to the next thing. It, it just seemed like wall after wall after wall. And when you're in that situation, you can't see all of the sides, but the Lord can. And he directs you, go this way. Go that way. Hold right here. Pause right there. Bend down. Get back up. Continue to walk. Don't run. Walk. Move. And then he'll tell you to when to run. So it's about following his his lead and following the instructions of the Holy Spirit. So God, I'm just grateful to Him for sending people to pray for me for my my family who supported me, you know, through this tough time. My brothers and sisters in Christ who encouraged me and for for his protection he helped me not to be destroyed in the workplace and he he did what he said he would do the bible tells us that he would never leave us nor forsake us and that's exactly what he did he never left he went to work with me every single day and i remember writing in my journal or I was doing audio journals at the time because I was so tired I couldn't even write when I got home from work. I would just have enough energy to get myself together, get prepared for the next day and go to sleep. Even in that he let me sleep. I didn't, I wasn't staying up at night worrying about this or that. He allowed me to sleep. He gave me rest. I'm just very grateful and I think about it right now. I'm just like, wow, look what the Lord has done. So the prayer call, the launch was for August 15th. So it took seven months. The Lord helped me seven months of difficulty, but seven months of grace. And the prayer call was launched on August 15th of 2022. And Holy Spirit helped me to put it all in place. And I went back and looked at my journal. I noticed what was going on around that time and he put a lot of special people in my life to help me with the prayer call as well and they they helped me by taking a look at what i was doing and giving suggestions and the lord also put me in a special mentoring course to train me with regard to to prayers and praying and and that stretched me and he used my family and my friends to to push me through. So shout out to all you guys. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm so grateful to the Lord for using you in that time to help me, to push me through. And I thank God for all of your prayers. And I pray that he would return blessings upon you abundantly for you laboring in prayer and um, on my behalf and for you helping to push push me through that difficult time by the grace of God. So around that time, of course, the enemy was doing the most, but God was steadily working in the background. So he was helping to, to lift me and to, to grow me and to develop me and to cause me to learn. And he was working behind the scenes to help his prayer call get off the ground. <laughs> and he was calling me to come into agreement with him constantly about what he desired for me to do and he never gave up on me he was faithful and i just give thanks to him you know for being so faithful and for being patient with me while i i, I walk through this period of time he showed me grace and he showed me mercy and he encouraged me in many ways and one of the ways that he did that was through song he still do he still does it He gives me songs and sometimes he'll give me a scripture to go with the song and sometimes he'll give me a song and then the scripture will come later. So the prayer call was supposed to launch on the 15th of August. But five days before that, I received a word from the Lord in a form of a song. And this is the one that I want to share with you. So the as I mentioned, uh, I get these songs and at first I didn't understand I thought it was just like, oh, the Lord wants me to sing them. Okay, well, I'm just going to praise him with it. I'm just going to worship him by singing these songs. But then he started to show me, this is me talking to you. Listen to what I'm saying. So then I started paying closer attention to what he was saying. And they I identify them now as a word from the Lord, as encouragement, as information, intelligence. Things that he's telling me that are yet to come. So this particular song is, uh, I call it a declaration. And this is the way it goes. Don't judge me. Don't judge me, please. <laughs> and it's, uh, it goes like this. Jesus did it. God did it. Jesus will do it. Abba will fix it. Jesus did it. God did it. Jesus will do it. Abba will fix it. Abba will fix it. Abba will fix it. So I would sing this song as he gave it to me over and over and over. You know, when I was in the pits, that's when Holy Spirit would spring it into my spirit. And I would start singing it, singing it. And then I would start dancing and just singing before the Lord. And that would shift the atmosphere. Because the, the, the sadness turned to, to praise and worship and joy. And the atmosphere would shift because the presence of the Lord would enter. And that's one of the things the Lord has used to encourage me when I've, I've been going through rough times. So most recently, He actually reminded me about this song in the end of January. He reminded me about this. I was going through another tough time and he dropped the song into my spirit again. But this time he added more words and then he gave me the meaning of each. And I I sat with Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit just opened up full meaning or more meaning to the song. And so I just wanted to share this with you. So the first declaration where it says Jesus did it. So this is what the Lord said to me. Jesus did it. Uh, means that he gave his life as a sacrifice. We all know this. He gave his life as a sacrifice for our sins. He finished the work on the cross. So the scriptures that were given to me are John chapter 17, verse 4. And this says, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. So this is Jesus speaking to our father. Another scripture is John chapter 19, verses 28 to 30. And it says later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Glory to God. Yet another scripture is Galatians chapter 1, verses 3 to 4. And it says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. So Jesus gave his life as a sacrifice for our sins. So another thing that the Lord shared with me about this declaration, Jesus did it, is that God walked among us, showing us how to obey our Father. So in John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So he did. He came from heaven and walked the earth and showed us how to be in relationship with our Father, how to obey our Father, how to please our Father. And so for their declaration that says God did it, the Lord showed me that God's plan was to reconcile us to him all along, which we do know this. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 to 20, it says, All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So this is a wonderful reminder that God desired for us to be reconciled to him. So he did all of this so that we would be with him in heaven. Another reminder uh, regarding this declaration that God did it is that God gave his only son to die on the cross to take on the full wrath of his father on our behalf. And we know this. This is a popular scripture in John chapter three, verse six. And it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Amen. So with regard to the next declaration, Jesus will do it. Jesus continues to save us every day. So that's what the Lord shared with me, that he continues to save us every day. He lives, the Bible says, he lives to intercede on our behalf. According to Hebrews 7 and 22 to 25, it says, In keeping with the oath's greater strength and force, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better, stronger agreement, a more excellent and more advantageous covenant. Again, the former successive line of priests was made up of many because they were each prevented by death from continuing perpetually in office but he holds his priesthood unchangeably, because he lives on forever. Therefore, he is able also to save to the uttermost, completely, perfectly, finally, and for all time and eternity, those who come to God through him, since he is always living to make petition to God and intercede with him and intervene for them. This is amazing. Every time I read this scripture, I'm like, what? Jesus prays for us. And when I think about, when I read this scripture, I just have this, this vision of, of seeing the Lord turning to the Father and talking intimately with Father about all of his children. Can you imagine? He's talking to the Father about each and every one of us, calling our names Jesus is interceding. He lives to do it. And in this translation, it says he is always living to make petition to God. So we go to our father and we petition our father on behalf of others. And here it is. Jesus is in heaven petitioning our father on our behalf. I think that is so amazing just to even think about it. He's interceding and intervening on our behalf. He's so good, He's so good. Uh, the other truth that the Lord shared with me as it relates to Jesus will do it, is that He mediates the New covenant. He advocates for us. In First Timothy chapter two, verses five to six, it says, "For there is only one God." And only one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, all people, a fact that was attested to at the right and proper time. We also learn in 1st John chapter 2 verse 1, My little children, believers, dear ones, I am writing you these things so that you will not sin and violate God's law. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate who will intercede for us with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, the upright, the just one, who conforms to the Father's will in every way, purpose, thought, and action. Glory to God. This is what he's doing. This is what he's doing. And when the Lord, you know, shared this with me that Jesus will do it, this is what he's saying. He's saying, Stacy, I am saving you every day. I'm interceding on your behalf. I am mediating the covenant on your behalf every day. And I am encouraged by it. So the last declaration, Abba will fix it. Abba will fix it. This is what Holy Spirit shared with me. And just so I just want to give a a understanding of what the meaning of Abba is. And the the word Abba is an Aramaic word, and it means father. It's actually a common term that expressed affection and confidence and trust. Abba signifies a close and intimate relationship of a father and his child, as well as like a childlike trust that a young child puts in his daddy. So essentially, this word means daddy. So this is our daddy. For those who are born again in Jesus, we get to run to daddy and tell him all about it. So, Abba will fix it means Daddy will create a way of escape for temptation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says this, No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience, nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. But God is faithful. God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with the temptation, he has in the past and is now and will always provide the way out as well. So that you will be able to endure it without yielding. And will overcome temptation with joy. My Lord, my God. Praise the Lord. This is what our daddy is doing. When we cry out to him, he provides a way of escape. And I have witnessed this in my own life. When I've actually called on him and asked him to help me with this temptation. First of all, Holy Spirit will tell you. Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, and he will tell you, this is a temptation. So it's up to us to choose to to follow the way out, because God will provide that way of escape. And I look forward to sharing about that in the future, because my God, he does do it. It is true. I mean, we know the word is true, but when it actually is happening in your life, you're like, whoa. Wow, he's able. So the next truth that the Lord shared with me about this declaration, Abba will fix it, is that daddy will turn what the enemy meant for evil into good. And we know this in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, it says, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this Present outcome that many people would be kept alive as they are this day. So, this refers to the story of Joseph, and many may be familiar with Joseph's story how his brother sold him into slavery because they were jealous of him. And so, Joseph went through so much pain and, and turmoil, and he was sold into slavery, and then he got thrown into jail because of Potiphar's wife tempting him and him running from her. and He was just trying to stay close to the Lord and to honor God and to be faithful to God. And we know that eventually the Lord raised him up to be the second leader in the land, you know, under Pharaoh. And he was in charge of all of Pharaoh's um business, basically. And the Lord used him to prepare them. For to weather the storm when there was a famine that came, seven years of famine. And that opened up the door for many lives to be saved, including Joseph's own family. And the Lord brought about reconciliation in his own family and blessed him and blessed the family and blessed all of the people that were connected. So when I think about this, I am reminded that no matter what someone might try to to do to cause evil to come against you, and no matter what the enemy tries to do, God is always working in the background to turn that around for good. And not only for your good, not only that you would be redeemed and you would receive the victory, but he's also thinking about the people that are connected to you your family, your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, your acquaintances, the strangers around you, the people connected to your purpose and your calling. God is thinking about them too because of who he is. Hello, wonderful God. He's so good and so kind and so loving that he he thinks about the big picture. It's all working together for the good, you know, for a good outcome and to to bless other people through what he does in your own life. So I'm always encouraged by the scripture. It's one of my very favorite scriptures and I I try not to have favorites. Like everything is my favorite. <laughs> but when you're in a certain season, you hold on to some like it's food and water and clothes and shelter like all of it mixed into one. So another truth that the Holy Spirit shared with me about this this declaration that Abba will fix it is that he makes all things work together for our good according to Romans 8 and 28. So this is, is sort of this, you know, continuation of Genesis 50 and 20. He's telling us even more about it that every single thing that happens is working. He's working it together just as we see in Joseph's life. And Romans 8.28 tells us this, And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. I love this about him, that he is intentional that he's always concerned about us, that he's always thinking about us. And we know the word tells us that the thoughts that he has toward us are for good and not for evil, for a future and a hope. And this is a super powerful reminder That no matter what happens in our lives, we we hear the, the preachers talk about this. We hear the sermons. We hear the teachers. We hear people rehearse this scripture. But until we see it happening in our lives, you know, it doesn't really hit like it should. And we can look back. We need to make a practice of looking back and seeing what God has done When he spoke this word and said that he's going to work it all together. We need to look back and pull out those testimonies and thank him again for that. Like I can look back and see it clear as day now. When I was going through it, it was very muddy. It was very dark. It was very gloomy. But the word was still the word It never fails. God's word never returns void. It will never. It cannot. This is a command from the Lord. So it is encouraging every single thing, all of your pain, all of your tears. None of it is wasted. Every single thing that you've gone through, everything you've learned, all of your experiences, all of the talent, all of the skills, All of the knowledge, everything shared, what you've seen, what you've heard, all of it works together. He's using all of it for it to work together for our good. And I just give God thanks. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Another truth that the Lord shared with regard to this declaration, Abba will fix it, is that Abba... Is working in us to will and to do for His good pleasure. We know this in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, and it says, For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work, that is, strengthening. Energizing and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. I want to focus on the last part first. For his good pleasure. It pleases him. I just imagine him like smiling because he's, you know, he's doing this work and it it brings him pleasure to do it. He's working, he's strengthening and energizing and he's putting in our hearts the desires for all these things and we're going after it and we're praying for it. And it just pleases him. I just imagine him smiling. I don't know why. That's that's just a picture I get in my head. And when we go after the things of God, when we go after what he's placed in our hearts, it just brings him pleasure and In that, I I feel pleasure because I'm like, oh, well, that pleases him. Then it pleases me. Like, you know, if God likes it, I love it, basically. So I'm just encouraged by this. And the Holy Spirit just shared with me that God is working to. He wants the best in every single area of your life that you can imagine or fathom. He cares about it all deeply concerned is our God about every single thing, down to the hairs on our head. Everything concerns him. What we put on our skin, you know, be careful with your skin, what we wear on our body, what we put in our mouths, what we put in our stomachs. You know, he wants us to to be healthy and to be strong and to to walk in that which he has given us and what the Lord died for us to have. He wants us to have this this rich and fruitful and abundant life. And he's just working and working and working behind the scenes for it to come to fruition. And it makes him so pleased. It pleases him to do it. That is so amazing so incredibly amazing. So this is what the Lord shared. He gave me the song in 2022. And now in 2024, he added some more and then said, share this. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. So Jesus did it. God did it. Jesus will do it. Abba will fix it. This is the word of the Lord. So I'm just grateful to God for him speaking. And we hear God in different ways. We hear him through his word. We hear him through his still small voice. He speaks through other people sometimes and even through our own mouths. And I believe the Lord wants us to know that this is just the beginning. He says in John chapter 14, verses 18 to 20, and it says this, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. When we're saved, our life in him truly begins and we we are covered and shielded by God and God is working to raise us as his sons and daughters so we can look like the image of his beautiful son. Along the way, yes, it does happen. We we fall down and we get tricked and trapped and led astray and we make mistakes and we make wrong decisions. But he is always working in the background This song comes to me when I'm having really rough, rough days and I'm when I'm feeling stuck and I'm feeling heavy. And when I sing it, my spirit is lifted because I'm reminded that he is in full control. This is what First Chronicles chapter 29 verses 11 to 12 says. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Indeed, everything that is in the heavens and on the earth. Yours is the dominion and kingdom, O Lord, and you exalt yourself as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand is power and might, and it is in your hands to make great and to give strength to everyone. This is a powerful reminder that God is sovereign and that everything is under his control. I'm reminded when I sing this song, when I hear these words that he loves me and that I'm his baby. And first John chapter three, verse one says, see what an incredible quality of love the father has shown to us that we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. When I listen to this song, when I sing this song, when I'm reminded about this song, I am reminded that he has plans for me. We know this in Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. I'm encouraged by this word from the Lord. It came to me as a song, but some of you may have or will be receiving encouragement from the Lord in so many different ways as you walk with him on this journey called life. A word from the Lord may come in the form of you driving past a billboard and Holy Spirit showing you something and it just connecting with your spirit. A word may come in the form of a gospel song, With just the right words. It could be you hearing someone pray for you. The same exact thing that you've been asking the Lord for. It could be the Lord uses someone to give you a prophetic word. It could also be a scripture that hits the right place at the right time. Where you need healing. Where you need strength. Where you need power and encouragement. Through the Holy Spirit. It could be the Lord whispering to you that he loves you and him telling you to hold on. It could also be a message sent by the Lord from a friend that also comes with a hug. And that's always a good thing. That's a bonus. It could also be this message that you're listening to right now. No matter the form it takes. They are all special, love-filled, tailor-made encouragements from God to his sons and to his daughters. And the bottom line that I want to share today is that Jesus is sending you special messages of encouragement. Are you recognizing them? Are you receiving them? are you paying attention? Are you treasuring them? Are you declaring them? Are you praying them? Are you singing them? Whatever the case may be. The Lord was saying something to me about today's topic. He he said that he's already done what has been ordained before the beginning of time. As we see in the Bible, our father talked about the Lord and what he would do and when he would come. And the, we see that the work was finished. Everything that God said came to pass. And the Lord is saying that his work is continual. One example of this in the word is that God tells us that he will complete the work until the day the Lord returns in Philippians 1 and 6. The word that tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake us, which is one of my personal anchor scriptures in Deuteronomy 31. He's saying that he will be with us in trouble. In Psalm 91 verse 15, this is what he says, that he would be in trouble with us. You know, as we are moving through time and history, he's moving also with us. He's reminding us that no one can take us from his hands or from the hands of our father. This is what he says in John chapter 10. It's as if all these words, these truths are just circling us. And because his word will never return void, they have to accomplish what they have been sent out to do. And not only must they accomplish this work, they must prosper in that thing for which they are sent to do, according to Isaiah 55. So every word that the Lord has spoken over us, It's just kind of like circling around our heads, moving with us as we move through time, as we are here on the earth. His word never returns void. He keeps his word. He's watching over his word to perform it. He's revealed himself. He's reminded me in this season that he is a faithful God. He is El Emunah. I thought that was so amazing when he showed that to me. I was like, who is this? (laughs) Our faithful God, El-Emunah. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it right, but that's what I read. (laughs) So let us be encouraged in what God has done and what God continues to do so that he may be glorified. Here's what Romans chapter 1 verse 17 tells us. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written the righteous shall live by faith. This is how we live. Those of us who are, you know, children of God, this is how we live, by faith in him, confidence in him, trusting in him, believing every word that comes out of his mouth. However it comes to us, Holy Spirit gives us the witness that confirms this is from God, and it becomes food for our spirit. So, yes, I sing this song at the tippy top of my voice over and over again until the cloud lifts. I sing it until I feel the joy of the Lord. I sing it until I get juiced up. And that means, you know, when I get energized and I'm excited about something. I sing this song because I believe that this is the encouragement that the Lord has given to me. I'm a witness. I have testimony. This is my proof. It comes from him and it carries the power of the Holy Spirit. Because as we know, the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us. And when I sing this song, I come into agreement with the truth, with what he's saying. I'm coming into agreement with it. So I want to encourage you today. I want to share with you that you're not alone. And this word from the Lord is not only for me, it is also for you. He's really with you and he really wants to be a part of and to help you in every single area of your life. No exceptions, no limits, every single area. So let us do what King David did and encourage ourselves in the Lord. Let us declare, Jesus did it. God did it. Jesus will do it. Abba will fix it. Father, you are good. We thank you so much today for your word. Thank you, God, for your encouragement We thank you, Lord God, for everything that you are working on behind the scenes, the things that we have no idea what you have done, what you are doing and what is yet to come. We just want to come and say thank you because we walk by faith and not by sight. And so, Father, we bless you today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you have done. We thank you, Lord, for for sacrificing yourself, for giving your life so that we can have this life and have it more abundantly. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for living to intercede on our behalf and being the mediator of the new covenant. We thank you, Lord God, that you called us to be reconciled to you, that you went through all of this. You made this wonderful plan for us to be saved by grace, through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, so that we will come home and live with you in heaven. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we have this relationship with you here on earth. We thank you, God, that you are working all of it together for our good, and that what the enemy meant for evil, that you would turn around for good, and nothing is wasted. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you help us to overcome temptation wherever it may come. However, you provide a way of escape for us. Thank you, Father, that you take such good care of us, and you are so concerned with everything that concerns us. We thank you, God, that even though we must go through suffering, as the Lord says, we, we know that we will endure tribulations and trials and frustrations and distress, but he has reminded us that we should be of good cheer because he has conquered it for us. So, Father, as we come into agreement with your word today, We just declare that Jesus did it, God did it, Jesus will do it, and Abba will fix it. And we bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord, that it is you who is working in and through us, both to will and to do for your good pleasure. It pleases you, Father, and it pleases us that it pleases you. And we bless you today. We thank you for the joy, God, for the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength we thank you, God, that as it is written in 2 Samuel 22, that you are our strength and our power, that you are our shield and our buckler, that you are scales over us. No matter where we go, no matter what we're going through, no matter how we feel or what it looks like, you are with us and will never leave us nor forsake us. And the word of God will never ever return void. It must accomplish everything it sets out to do. Your word is circling us, circling our lives, circling our hearts, circling our future, circling our destiny, and it must come to pass. You're working behind the scenes, Lord God. We cannot even see what is happening, but because you have spoken these words, we know it to be true because every word that comes out of your mouth, God, is truth. And we believe it. You cannot lie. It is impossible for you to do so. And so we honor you today, God. We thank you for every piece of encouragement that you have given to us. We thank you for every person that you've used to encourage us. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit, who is our comforter and leads us into all truth. We thank you, God, everything that you are doing, working it all together for our good. My Lord, my God, I thank you that you speak to our Father on our behalf. My Lord, wow, we bless you today, God. You're so good. This is a demonstration of your love. What great love the Father has lavished upon us so that we may be called children of God. We are so loved. It's not even funny. My God, you are good. We love you today, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we bless you today. It is in your name, Lord, that we do pray and we do give thanks today. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this message was encouraging to you. I was encouraged just talking about it. The fight has been fixed in Jesus's name, and as a result, you win as a child of God. I encourage you to talk to the Lord about this. Ask him to show you the nuggets of encouragement he is sending to you if you haven't already identified them. If you have identified them, give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Please share with anyone you feel will benefit from it. Please feel free to share with me how the Lord has encouraged you as you walk with him. Follow my Instagram page at now underscore this is the life. Again, my Instagram page is now, N-O-W underscore this is the life. You can also reach me at thisisthelife146 at gmail.com. Again, the email address is thisisthelife146 at gmail.com. May God bless you always. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if it has been impactful or a blessing in any way, please consider sharing this episode with others who may be interested or curious in finding out what it's like to live with Jesus. Also consider leaving a review on Apple, Google, or Spotify. And by God's grace, we'll meet again on the next episode of This Is The Life. God bless you.